You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Paul in 1 Corinthians 15 and 58 was addressing the beloved brethren. And to be beloved is to not only show love, but receive love. Christians that are beloved brethren strive to show love just like Jesus. They strive to show love like Jesus because they have embedded in their being John 13, 34 and 35 which says in part uh, people will know the disciples of Christ because they will have love one for another. That's in bona fide Christians that sincerely want to love one another as well as others. Even folk that are hard to love. It's just in bona fide Christians to just love folks who not only oppose them, but oppose themselves. You're showing love, but they're constantly fighting what you're trying to express. But you have to keep loving despite the fight that they're putting up. Because love is bigger than us. Love is something that God ordained to be manifested amongst his children. And so we have to have the attitude that we are going to love folk no matter what. And uh, that's in me, that, that I'm, I'm going to love you no matter what. Even if we, we have in a little disagreement, that's not going to stop me from loving you. Because my God wants me to love you, and so that sells it. That settles it. And when you have such love in you, you make it your business to think, talk, and do according to what is written and revealed. You're just determined to walk in the will of God. You're determined to live the just life that God told you to live. Because according to Romans 1 and 17, God ordained for the just to live by faith. And that just sells it. And we understand according to Romans 10 and 17, faith is what we receive from hearing God's word. For faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. 
I'm just and I'm going to live the word. I'm going to walk in love. So that means that whenever I need to change my thinking, I'm going to do it. Whenever I need to talk differently, I'm going to do it. And whenever I need to change directions or do something differently, that's what I'm going to do. Are you with me? And in order to show love and receive love in the manner that we need to, we just have to have certain traits. I said we we have to exemplify certain characteristics. No way around it. We we have to. And I just want to just deal with two characteristics that that we have to manifest as Christians that are striving to love the way God told us to love. Number one, we have to be disciplined. I say we have to be disciplined. So that says about us that we are going to be orderly in what we do. Even when something is trying to make us disorderly, we're going to reject that because we are disciplined. Because folks will try you. Yeah. Going to try to see if they can make you mad. Uh, you, you, got, you got to stay in order. You, you cannot allow somebody to get you off the path. You, you have got to be a disciplined person. Yeah, I heard what you said, but that's not going to change my thoughts. Yeah, I, I realize you're getting smart, but I'm, I, I'm not going to get on that table with you. Get on the table if you want, but I'm not getting on that table because that table will cause me to get in the flesh. And it's not good to get in the flesh when God or his word has told you to walk in the spirit. We are not to give any place to the flesh. We are not to allow the flesh to control us. I've got to be disciplined. And the second trait, I have to be dogged. I have to be determined to think, talk, and do what is written and revealed Despite difficulties, despite the happenings of life, trials going to come. I already know that trials going to come. The, the trials are going to come and I'm going to be tried in my mind. I'm going to be tried in my body. I'm going to be tried in various aspects of life. But I still have to keep my doggedness. I have to be a, be a person that has a spirit like Caleb. Caleb was so dogged to where even when he got up in age, he still believed that God was going to fulfill 
the promise that he told him. So he so believed it to, to even when it was time for Caleb to possess the promise. And he was past 80. Caleb, Caleb said to Joshua, you, you, you know, I, I know I'm up in age, but I still want what God promised me. That's that house up on the hill. And, and, and back then, he, he didn't have no car to take him up the hill. But he still wanted that house on the hill. 85 and new. I got to walk up the hill, but that's what God promised me. So I still want my house on the hill. Can you imagine a, a man, 85, just walking up the hill and smiling, knowing that, that he, yeah, I'm 85, but God is still empowering me. God is still giving me the strength to do what I need to do. He was just dogged. He, he was determined despite difficulties. And that's how we have to be because you're you going to run into some challenges. Don't think that you're going to live on easy street just because you're Christian. Don't think everything is going to be wonderful 24-7 just because you have the baptism of the Holy Ghost and that with the burning fire. Woo! Tell somebody you're not going to live on easy street. There are demons that are mad because of how God done blessed you. There are folk that when they look at how far God has brought you, they turn up their nose because they're just jealous of you if the truth be told. But you still have to be to the point to where you are determined not only to walk in what God has told you to walk in, but to possess everything that God has told you to possess. So anytime something tries to get in your way, you have to remain determined knowing that God rewards diligence. Knowing that God will do for you what he promised as long as you walk in his will. And so when I love, I'm a disciplined person. I'm a dogged person. And, and, and you, you have to be careful because some, some folk take your doggedness. And your discipline as arrogance. They take it the wrong way in other words. But you can't allow that to stop you from walking in your traits. You can't allow that to stop you from being dogged. You have to remain in that place because that's where God wants you. And so if you think my doggedness is a sign of arrogance, that's between you and yourself. I just know who I am. I just know what God has ordained for me to be. I know what God has ordained for me to have. And I refuse to allow what I'm going through or somebody to stop me from receiving what God has promised. Some of us in here still believe that all of the promises of God in him are yes and amen. Some of us in here still believe that if God said it, he'll do it. He'll bring it to pass. And that's the reason even when you go through stuff in your mind, you don't allow the fight 
that's going on up top to stop you from believing what God told you. You don't allow what's going on in your body to stop you from believing what God promised you. You know if there's anybody that has never lied, it ain't nobody but your Jesus. Woo, that deserves at least three high fives. High five, three, four, and tell him it ain't nobody like my Jesus. And he gonna bring to pass what he told me he would do. And when you love God and you're dogged and disciplined, you also love God's law. Some folk don't like to hear God's law. But we love to hear God's law. Because God's law is his written and his revealed word. We hunger after God's word. We thirst after God's word. We love it in the church and we love it at the house. We love to read about it and we love to hear about it. It ain't nothing like God's word. If somebody asks you what is the one book you love to read more than any other book, you wouldn't even have to think about it. You wouldn't even hesitate. It's God's word. Am I talking about you? If somebody asks you if you would rather hear this, that, or the other, you wouldn't even even have to hesitate and say, no, I tell you exactly what I like hearing more than anything that taught and that preached word of God. It ain't nothing like receiving the word of God. It ain't nothing like hearing what God got laid up for you. It ain't nothing like hearing the seasons of God. It ain't nothing like God dropping in your spirit. Better is here and better is coming. It ain't nothing like God dropping in your spirit. I know you've been going through trials. I know you've been going through trouble, but it hadn't been for now. In blessing, I'm going to bless you. How are you going to do it, God? Good measure. Press down. Shaking together and running. Say to your neighbor, I love the law of God. Most folk, they'll put their hand up and walk out on the word of God. Or some folk will put their hand up and walk out on the word of God. I love to hear the whole truth. I love to hear the entire matter. I want to hear it from the start to the finish. I want to hear it until the conclusion. Because I know man shall not live by every by bread alone, but by every word of God. Say to your neighbor, man shall not live. By bread alone, but by every word of God. I love the word. If I miss church, You know something is going on. Can that be said about you? And I know some of you, you just, you didn't even say a word. 
Because you don't love God's word like that. I read the word every day. Pray according to the word every day. Am I talking about you? And some of you, again, you didn't say anything because you don't love it like that. It's nothing for, for, for some of us to put certain events before coming to church. Because you don't love the word like that. See, see, when you love the word, you, you want to hear it sung. Yeah, you, you want, you want folks to sing the word. Prophesy the word. Teach the word. Exhort the word. Because you are committed to hearing. And receiving God's word. Nothing like it. You, you, you will even put food aside. Call a fast. In order for you to, to be clear when it comes to what God is talking to you. Or saying to you. You love the word. And, and some of us that couldn't say anything, you're going to get them. Yeah, you're going to get them. Cause, 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 now, hold, hold your claps for a minute. Because I have not always loved the word. I, there has been times to where I have actually wondered about the word. Have been confused about the word. But when God brings clarity to you. In reference to his word. When God starts tailoring the word. And it's just for you. That, that, that's when that, that's when you just start drawing just a little closer to that word. You'd be like, how in the world preacher know about that? Man, that's what I've been going through. Good God, did you hear what he talked about today? Seemed like he'd been with me all week. It ain't the preacher. It's that omniscient God. It ain't the preacher. It's that all seeing, that all knowing, that all power for God that undropped in the preacher's spirit exactly what you need to hear. And when God starts bringing clarity, when he starts sending forth a word that's tailored to your situation, you can't stay away from the word. You, you be at home and, and you ain't feeling good, but you be like, I got to get to the church. Because what I'm going through right now, there is an answer, there is a solution at the house of God. If I can just get my clothes on and just get 
to the house of God, it's going to be well. Well, maybe I'm just talking about myself. Ask your neighbor, have you ever been going through it? But in your spirit, you knew the solution to your problem was at the house of God. You knew the remedy to your situation was going to come through God's word. Because God himself said through Amos the prophet, he would do nothing unless he revealed his secret unto his servants, the prophets. And it's something about receiving a prophetic word. Something about receiving a rhema word. That's stated in Second Chronicles 20 and 20, the latter part. Which states, believe the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophet, so shall you prosper. I got to get to the house. I got to hear the word. I got to hear from the mouthpiece. I've got to know what God wants me to do in reference to my situation. And there's one thing about God. He will not disappoint you. I thought I would have a little bit more help. I said there's one thing about God. He will not disappoint you will you preach that to at least one more person God will not disappoint you how many have ever came for a word and you got it say your neighbor God will not disappoint you Why? He said, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, what? You're going to be filled. That's a promise. You come here hungry, you're going to get exactly what you need. No question. No question. You may even get it before the preacher gets up. You may get it in the prayer. Did you hear that prayer this morning by Ella Floyd? Somebody got something from the prayer. God will make sure you get a word. If you're hungry. And that's the reason you love it. Folk be like, seem like you just go to church every Sunday. You, you just, you like church like that? Yes. You mean you heard, but you still gonna go to church? You didn't even go to work yesterday, but you still going to church? Yes. So you miss making that money yesterday, but you gonna go to church? Yes. You act like that word at church is greater than money. It is. Why you say that? Because can't nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus. You better help me tell somebody. Nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus. Money comes and money goes. But can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like. Thank God for the job. But the job will come and go. But Jesus will never leave you. Nor will he forsake you. He will be with you always. That's the reason I have to have the word. 
See, that word will help you out of your trouble. Before we ask you, how in the world you going to get out of that? The word. Seem like you done got in bad shape. How you going to get out of it? The word. Every seem like every every time I ask you something, you talking about the word because the word is the one thing that's going to stand when everything else has failed. Jesus Himself said in Matthew twenty four and thirty five, "Heaven and earth shall pass, but not the word, not the word." And I love how Isaiah put it. Isaiah said, once he sends forth his word, it will not return unto him for what he's going to do, Isaiah. It's going to do everything that he sent it to do. And then Paul picked it up from there and said, he'll do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think. On that note, look at somebody and ask them, has the word ever done exceeding abundantly above all that you ask, all that you thought? Has the word ever done more for you than you... Woo! You ought to high five two folks and tell them the word has been a blessing to me. Well, the word has been a blessing to me. It has blessed me in hard time. Blessed me in good time. There's nothing like the word. That's the reason I love it. What causes somebody to drive two hours? Just to hear a word. What cause is a person that can barely get around at the house to get up, put on clothes, and come to a little church on the west side? The word. The word is so powerful, it keeps folks that used to love crack from going back to crack. It keeps folks that used to love homemongering from going back to homemongering. There is nothing like the word. Maybe the only thing that done kept me sane is God's word. The only thing that caused me to get back in the place that I needed to get back in when I did fall is the word. All right, set it. And so the psalmist said, in Psalm 119 and 165, the first part of the verse, great peace have those who love God's word. When you love God's law, You have inner contentment. You're content 
despite the happenings of life. When you love God's law, you don't allow yourself to get stressed out to the point to where you start thinking crazy, talking crazy, and doing crazy stuff. Flesh be saying, slap But you be like, I got too much peace to slap. <laughs> Fifteen years ago, I would have pulled out my knife and cut him. But I got too much peace. God will give you a mental calm. You will be composed in your mind even though words are coming forth from somebody that should cause you to have a nervous breakdown. You got so much peace despite what you hear, despite what you see. But it's not because you are great. It's because God's word is great. Man, when that word gets deep down on the inside of you, the writer called it the engrafted word of God. It will give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. I don't know why I just didn't get up and cut a fool, but, 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 but I know if it was back in the day, I would have did it. So it couldn't be nothing but the word that God been putting down on the inside of me. I should have, I, I, I should have just slapped him and then need him and, and went back to my old karate stand and then kicked him in the ear, but I didn't do it. I didn't show my red, my, my red belt skills. I, I didn't show my yellow belt skills. I just held my peace. Why? The word of God. And, and it's not to say that things do not mess with your mind. You just don't allow those things to drive your mind. I said, you just don't allow those things to drive your mind. Things come to your mind, but you don't, you don't follow through because of the peace that God has given you. See, see, God's peace is an empowering peace. It empowers you to keep your composure despite stressful situations yeah what they said would have made the normal person man but not you you just stay right there and said I hear what you're saying but it's not true <laughs> 
And they were like, she didn't get mad. He acting like that and I done told him off. Yeah. <laughs> what? Great peace. And some of y'all in here know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about. Because you have had family members that rattle you. Co-workers that rattle you. You're holding on. Even brothers and sisters that rally you. But get what you did. You kept your composure. You stayed at peace. You, you, you were in a serene state. And so you were just going to stay there. I, I ain't going to let her make me go where I used to go. God's peace is so great to where you even amaze yourself. You even tell yourself, I know I'm saved. <laughs> I know I'm saved. Woo, I know I'm saved. Some of y'all are like, really? Yeah. Yeah. Because folks would test you to the point to where it won't be no question as to whether or not you are a child of God. And see, contextually, when you reach a point to where you know great peace abides in you, your days of stumbling are over. Look at the verse. Let's read this verse one more time. Because when I said that, some of y'all were like, what? You done forgot the verse. Look at this verse. Psalm 119, 165. Great peace have those who love your God and nothing causes them to what? Say to your neighbor, when you have such great peace, stumbling is over. Contextually, Stumbling suggests, number one, you no longer live in uncertainty or doubt. You done with that? No. Because your peace has came because of God's word. And that's what you live by. Oh, folk can say stuff to you, but you be like, God done already told me it, it's well. You, you ain't going to make me doubt what he done already said. God said is well, so is. So you don't walk in uncertainty. You, 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 folk can ask you, you going to be able to go on vacation this year and you ain't even got a job. You got, yeah. Why? Because you know God wants you to have the best you know god wants you to relax you know god wants you to enjoy life how i know that pastor see you 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 ain't got the law in you you ain't got the wording 
See, John 10, 10 says, the thief comes not before the steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I am come. Why? That you might have life and that more abundantly. You don't live based upon what you have. You live based upon what is written and revealed. Because what you have can change in less than a second. What you have can change just like that. You telling folk God is getting ready to bless you and you ain't got a nickel in your pocket. And then God recognizes you talking that faith. And how many know faith moves God? God God right then says, I got to get something in her hand before the day is over. She done moved me. I, I got to do something for her because she talking my kind of talk even though she ain't got a nickel. And when God makes it his business to get something into your hand, you ain't got you ain't got to worry. He got too many folk that that are standing, ready to be a blessing when he tells them to be a blessing too. Some of y'all ain't happy about that. You do not walk in uncertainty when you have great peace. Everything well, brother? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you just got a bad report from the doctor. But guess what? You still talking well. Why? Because of his word. With his stripes, I'd already been healed. He wished above all things that I'd prosper and be in health, even as my soul does prosper. You just walking in the word. And I'm going to tell you something, when, when you walk in the word, that, that's when the word starts to manifest. When you walk in it, you confess it, and then you just walk in it. Just like the woman with the issue of blood. She confessed it, and what she do? Walked in it. And guess what happened? It started manifesting. And what I love when I read scripture like that is Malachi 3. Which says God changes not. Or Hebrews 13. Jesus the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. That means whatever I read about Abraham. Isaac. Paul. Even Jesus the man. God will do it for me. It's reading you got peace. You have peace that surpasses all understanding. And that's what Paul told the church. He told me, he said, look, the peace of God, it's just, it surpasses all understanding. Modern, modern terminology, God going to blow your mind. He going to blow your mind. You're you, you going to be without, but, but when you start walking in that word, all of the sudden increase going to happen. All of the sudden what, what you didn't see going to happen. All of the sudden he going to do exceeding abundantly above what you've been talking about. 
you will not walk in uncertainty. But the second thing not stumbling means is that you will not be changing constantly. Which is a sign that you are in a state a waver, a wavering. And see, when you waver, according to James, the first chapter, that means you're not going to get anything from God. Because God looks at you as unstable. And see, when you first get saved, you, 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 you go through that. When you don't love God's word the way you need to love it, you, you go through that. Where you change. You like night, day. Then sometimes you like evening and morning. You hear me? But then the more you get that word in you, the more you become constant. You stop changing. The only time you do change is when you're changing for the better. Things that used to make you nervous no longer make you nervous. Why? Because you done start getting the word deep down on the inside of you. Where you were nickel and diamond God, now because you don't got the word in you, you bringing God his tithes and his offering. You don't quit nickel and diamond God. Why? Because you love God. And you want to give him what he asks you for. And that says about you that you are no longer stumbling. Now that, now that I put two Two definitions out there in reference to not stumbling. How many, when you consider the definitions I'm talking about, you? Let me see them hands. You won't stumble. And the final thing in my clothes, when you are not stumbling, it means that whether in the church or outside of the church, you're thinking, you're talking, and you're doing according to what is written or revealed. You know, because sometimes in an environment like this, it's easy to praise him. It's easy to amen. It's easy to, to give a loud hallelujah. But when you're in a hostile environment, a non-Christian environment, you still got to have your hallelujah on the inside. When people are saying things to you that naturally you shouldn't be thankful about, you still got to have a thank you Jesus on the inside of you. Thank you for my trouble, God. Thank you for my hard times. Because I know my trouble and my hard times going to work out. Because you said all things work together for the good to those that love God. To those who are the call according to his purpose. Job's wife didn't understand that. 
She could not understand how Job was going through all that he was going through and still giving God the glory. That, that, woman, that, that woman couldn't understand it. So she messed around and she just went, and I don't know why women do this. Some women. God have mercy. And Job knew she, she did it, even though he didn't see her go do it, but he knew she did. But, but what, what the girl did, she, she went and talked to folk she didn't have no business talking to. Some women are known for that. Even church women. And so, so she went and talked to some women she didn't have no business talking to. And, and so she done got full of what they done been talking about. And she come back to the house. And Job still going through all his trouble. All his suffering. And so she walk up to Job. You know, and, and, and just how some do. Hands on the hip. You still maintaining your integrity. You need to just curse God and die. Josie, you've been with them foolish women. That's what you've been doing. But th this is what he, this is the word that he gave her. He said, shall we only accept good from God and not bad? See, Job knew that God would allow the good as well as the bad. He knew. And because he knew that, he never allowed himself to start thinking, talking, and acting in contrast to the written and revealed word of God, even though the person that should have been closest to him, should have been his closest supporter, was not supporting him. See, Job had a piece that, you know what, e even if she ain't with me, I'm still going to do what I got to do. You listening? You hear me? I'm done. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.